Welcome to the Islands Christian Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening with us today. You can worship with us in person in Savannah, Georgia, or with our live stream every Sunday at 10 a.m. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast to hear a new message every Monday. Thanks for listening. Good morning, church. Glad to be with you. My name's Mike Wares. I work for Point University. Actually, I retired from leading a church in Milledgeville, Georgia, uh, back in February. And when I was retiring, uh, the president of, uh, of Point University called and said, Mike, you're going to come to work with me and do church relations. So I get to travel around and go to churches. And I, I've known Pastor Stephen for a long time. He's one of my favorite guys, uh, young guys. Everybody's young to me when you're 66. But he's one of my favorite young guys uh, that, that is out there. You guys don't know it, but you have a, 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 a great guy. He's a gym, uh, and God has used him in a lot of ways. He's a thinker. And I just am excited just to be around him. Uh, he always challenges me. So I, I, I get to be with you guys today. He's off getting a little bit of rest and relaxation. And I tell you what, every, one of, every person that's leading church needs that occasionally. Uh, I did it for 13 years and uh, didn't do enough of it. And uh, so you guys just take care of him. Keep him around for a long time. Uh, anybody here like to fish? All right, good, good. I, I heard about this guy. He went fishing, and he went fishing all day long. He spent a lot of money, and he didn't get a single bite. He didn't get uh, even a nibble, and, uh, and he knew he was going home. His wife was expecting fish that night, so this is what he did. He stopped off at the local fish market, and he found three big fish. And he said, okay, I want those three fish. And, and the guy starts driving. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to stand over here, and I want you to throw those fish to me. And so he throws the fish to the guy, he catches it and he says, now why do you want me to do that? I want to be able to tell my wife I caught these fish today. <laughs> okay, that's the end of my joke telling, I guess you can see why, but, uh, uh, but, but that's what we're going to talk about today, an incredible fish story. There's a lot more to this fish story that we're going to look at today than, than, uh, than meets the eye. In fact, it's so incredible, you may not even believe it, but it's in God's Word, so it's, it's, so it's something that we can believe, and, and it's a way that He taught somebody to obey. Now, if you, were going to tell, if you want to know what I'm going to talk about today, I have what I call a sermon in a sentence, and this is what the sermon in a sentence is. Obedience is a game changer obedience is a game changer. Can you say that with me? Obedience is a game changer. And to, to learn about obedience today, we're going to go to the book of Jonah. It's, it's, a back, it's kind of hidden in the Old Testament. It's right after Obadiah, and Obadiah has 21 verses, so that's hard to find. Jonah has three chapters and about two pages. It's going to be hard to find, but when you find it, we're going to kind of look over the whole story. We're not going to read every verse, but we're going to learn about Jonah and his problem with obedience and how God dealt with him. So well, I'm going to start in, in Jonah, the very first verse, and this is what it said. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh, announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. I want to stop there, and the first thing I would tell you today is, sometimes God asks us to do hard things. Sometimes God asks us to do hard things. Now, you probably already know that, but I want you to think about the hard thing that, that God asked Jonah to do. He wants him to go to a foreign land. 
Okay? They're a very wicked people. And he wants him to go there and pronounce judgment over Nineveh. He wants him to go and deliver bad news. He wants him to go and probably they're going to hand him his head on a platter. Why? Because they didn't want to hear it. Sometimes God asks us to do hard things. Let me tell you about a hard thing my wife and I. My wife, Kathy, is sitting right down here. Uh, my wife and I had a hard thing uh, that, that God asked us to do. Uh, about 14 years ago, almost 15 years ago, this church in Milledgeville called, and they said, we want you to come and be our pastor. Now, let me just tell you where I was living at the time. I was living in Ormond Beach, okay? If you don't know where Ormond Beach is, it's right above Daytona. Daytona is kind of scuzzy. Ormond Beach is very nice, okay? <laughs> okay. It really was. And we were a part of an amazing church. In fact, in the almost three years that we were there, it had grown a thousand, okay? I mean, it was growing, it was happening. It has a worldwide influence. It's continued to grow up to about 5,000 now. And it was just fun being there. And this little church in Milledgeville, about 180 people, called and said, Mike, would you like to come and be our pastor? And I, and I thought, God, really? The middle of Georgia? The middle of nowhere? Um, I'm not saying Georgia is nowhere. That, that didn't come out right. But anyway, you, you understand what I'm saying. Right, right out there in the middle of Georgia, and I'm here on the beach. We could be actually in the water or on the water in a matter of minutes, and you want me to go to Milledgeville? You want me to go to this church? Now, at the time, it had about 180 people. At the time, they had just uh, uh, transitioned their pastor out. That's a nice way to say they got rid of him. While they are in the middle of a, of a multi-million dollar relocation project. God, this is a hard thing. Now, now, what I found out after I got there is that they were borrowing about $4 million. If there's any bankers in here, you probably are doing the math, 180 people. Borrowing $4 million, uh, that's not very smart. I have some friends that work with, I don't know if you guys know about Christian financial resources, and when they heard about it, they said, that was just plain out stupid. And in fact, they got two banks to loan them $2 million each. Now, this is what I'm stepping into. It's a hard thing. And in the first year, you know what I thought? God, what have you asked me to do? I was ready to go, but, but this is my life verse, okay? This is my life verse. And when hard things come, this is what I remember. My life verse, you find it in 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, and this is what it says. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Did you catch that? The one who calls you, and if God was calling me to Milledgeville, you know what? I had to trust in his faithfulness, and, and I had to trust that he would do it. And so we moved in the first year. I was ready to quit. In the second year, I thought, you know that Milledgeville is the home of the state mental hospital. I thought they were probably going to put me there uh, because of all of this. And it was just a hard thing. But let me tell you what I found out is that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. And, and, you know, I would just tell you, God, in the time that we were there, the church grew from about 180 uh, to almost 1,400. And, and that was the work of God. And, and I just tell you, sometimes, sometimes, just like Jonah, God is going to call us to do hard things. And what you and I have got to keep in our minds is this, is that the one who calls us is faithful and he will do it. 
Now, Jonah didn't understand that. Let's keep on reading. I want you to see what happens. God says, go to Nineveh, and this is what Jonah does. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. Did you catch that? He ran the other way. He went to the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Tell me how that's working for you, Jonah, okay? He went down to the port of Jaffa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape the Lord uh, by selling to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled but the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. And what you're going to see happen in the next few verses is all the sailors on the ship, it says, begin to cry out to their God. You know what Jonah was doing during this time? He had fallen asleep. And so they're praying out to God. They're throwing the cargo in the sea. I mean, they're just throwing it right there. And, and, and they finally go to Jonah, and, and they, they, they begin to talk to him. They say, pray to your God for us. And he had already told them he was running from God. And finally he says, guys, the only way this is going to end well is if you throw me overboard. Wow. He knew. He knew what the problem was, but, but let's keep on reading. And, and they, they actually do throw him overboard. And they pray to God and they fast uh, because they're scared if they throw them overboard that they're going to be in trouble. And this is what it says in verse 17. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the side of the fish for three days and three nights. Let me just tell you, three days and three nights is pretty significant. You know, Jonah was as good as dead for three days and three nights. Who else was also dead for three days and three nights? Our Lord Jesus. And if you read down just a little bit longer, it says that Jonah had seaweed wrapped around his head. That's a picture of Christ with the crown of thorns. But here's what I want you to hear from these verses right here. God can bless our obedience or judge our disobedience. Did you catch that? God can bless our obedience or judge our disobedience. You see, Jonah had a choice when God asked him to do a hard thing. He could go and do it, trusting that the one who calls him is faithful and that he will do it. Or he could disobey and run the other way. And he chose to disobey. So what does that put him in? God's judgment zone. God's judgment zone. Now, I, I just tell you, this is kind of an interesting thing. If we want to go into God's judgment zone, you have to understand... Paul, when he was on the way to Damascus, he encounters Jesus in a bright light. And, and Jesus says, why are, you, why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the goads? I, I read that as a kid, and I had to know what a goad was. It sounded like a goat, but I, I don't think that's what it was. And a goad is actually a thing they use to, to get a, an oxen to move in a certain direction. It's a stick with a spike or a number of spikes on the end, and they would poke that, 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 that oxen with it. Now, now, that would be a little bit painful. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And so what is Jesus saying to, to Paul in that time? Okay, uh, he says, if you want to continue to disobey, you're going to keep getting prodded with this goad. Okay? That, that's not what you and I want. And so if we want the blessing of God, we obey and we do what he says. But if we don't want the blessing, if we want the judgment of God, what happens? We just do what we want. And we don't listen to him. 
I, I was a, a campus minister at, the Flor at Florida State University for 16 and a half years. Uh, you know, incredible time to be on, on a college campus. And you know what my message was so much of the time? You know what, young people? You, God can bless your obedience or he can judge your disobedience. If you go out on Friday night and you get drunk and you don't know what you did, you know what? God's going to use that. He's going to judge you in that. But you can also be obedient and have the blessing of God on your life. Now, I had a lot of students that did a lot of stupid things because they didn't look, listen, and then they would all come back, always come back and they say, why is God doing this to me? Why do we always bring, blame God when something goes wrong? I would say to them this, hey guys, you know, it's clear in God's word. It says not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. I said, there's a blessing and a curse there. And so, you know, this is, this is the important thing. You and I have a choice, just like Jonah. We can live under God's blessing by obeying, or we can be judged because of our disobedience. So let's keep on reading. Let's keep on reading. God sent that fish to swallow Jonah, and, 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 and this is what happened after the fish swallowed Jonah. He's there in God's judgment, and then it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. If I'm inside a fish, I think my prayer life is getting better, don't you? I'm just going to tell you. And then uh, in Jonah 2.9 it says, Jonah says, I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. You can't offer a lot of sacrifices in a fish's stomach, okay? The only thing you can do is sing and praise God. He says, I'll offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Let me tell you what God's judgment is designed to do. God's judgment is designed to bring us back to God. God's judgment has a purpose, and it's designed to bring us back to Him. Whenever you and I feel the judgment of God, you know what He's trying to do? He's trying to prod us. He's trying to push us. He's trying to help us get back to the place of blessing. And, and, and you know, that's all His judgment is there for. He wants us to be in a place of blessing. He wants us to be in a place where we will receive what He has to give. And when I decide that I don't want to be there and I move out from under His blessing by disobeying, then I'm going to get the judgment. But when He judges, you know what happens? It's always for the purpose to bring us back where He wants us. My dad used to say this before he beat me uh, when I was a kid, okay? <laughs> And I got a lot of them. My mom was the worst, though. She would grab anything. Uh, 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 she had this metal fly swat handle. And boy, I tell you what, she, she, could, she could lay a whipping on me. But this is what they would always say. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> and, I got, and I got more beatings because I would always remark about that. So, uh, but, but, but that's exactly the way God views this. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you because you're breaking my heart because you haven't listened. I've got so many more things for you that are good, that are blessings. I really don't want to give you this judgment, but you know what? I want you to get to that place where I want you to get to that place where you understand I am good and I am for you and I want you in my blessing. So I, I'm just going to tell you this right now. If you are under the judgment of God, there's a simple thing to do, and that's just simply to give up and say, God, I'm going to obey. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I am going to listen to you. 
And then you get back in his blessing. Because you know what? He's going to call you to do some hard things. And, 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 and then you're going to either be in his blessing when you do it, or you're going to suffer his judgment. But if you suffer his judgment, let me tell you, you need to understand this. His judgment is to bring you back. His judgment is to bring you back into a place of blessing. Let's keep on reading. And this is in, in Jonah 2.10. It says, the Lord, the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Wow. The Lord ordered the fish. Now, I don't know if you caught it. It says the Lord hurled a wind, the Lord sent a fish, and then the Lord or, or ordered the fish to spit Jonah up on the ground. Can you get an idea who, who's in charge here? Okay. Who do you think is in charge? The Lord. <laughs> That's it, right there. The Lord is in charge. And, and, and in, in biblical terms, this is what theologians would say, that God is sovereign. And what God is, what we say when, what we mean when we say God is sovereign is this, is that He is in control of all. In fact, it means that He is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, and, and, that, and, and that He has all power. Now, what I want you to see here, and this is really important, the sovereignty of God will always overcome the resistance of man. Do you have that? The sovereignty of God will always overcome the resistance of man. It's so interesting when we see this that we need to be reminded of what it tells us in Philippians 2. It says there's going to be a day when every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to Jesus Christ the King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who controls all. And so let me just tell you, there will be a day when if you don't do it now, that you will bow the knee and you will confess the name of Jesus. Every single one of us will. And that's when God's power will overcome us. I don't want to get to that point that he has to do that. I want to do it now because God's sovereignty will always overcome our resistance and there will be a day when we bow our knee. In Revelation 16, verse 11, it, it's been talking about the great wrath of God. Let me just tell you, God poured his wrath out on the people and at the end of that, in verse 11, it says, and with all that, they did not repent. They did not bow their knee. But if you go a few chapters more in Revelation, what you see happen? They bowed the knee. They understood who God was because He showed them the power. God's sovereignty will always overcome man's resistance. I love to canoe. And uh, there's a fun thing when you get on a river that, that some of us like to, and that's paddle upstream. Now, can I just tell you, when you paddle upstream, it's not too hard until you get to a place where the, the river narrows and the water rushes a little bit faster. And then there's these things called rapids that are very hard to paddle up through. And you're going to come to one of them that you're not going to be able to paddle up because it's going to sink the boat. And I have tried that and tried that. I've been on some places where there's like a six-foot drop, and we've been so stupid to think that if we paddle hard enough, we can go through that. But it just isn't physically possible. And the same thing is true when it comes to God. When you and I think that we can resist God, you know what? We're going to work hard, and we're going to end up failing. And so the best thing that we can do is simply to say, God, I'm going to give you control I'm going to obey. Let's keep on reading. This is where it gets good. 
So Jonah has been spit out onto the ground by the, 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 by the, by we, we say whale sometimes, but it was a great fish. And then it said, the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. He would have been really stupid if he hadn't done that, wouldn't he? You know, he knows now that he can't resist God. He, he's going to do what God wants him to do. So he gets up and he goes to the great city and to deliver the message that I've given you. And, and, and so it's a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day that Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. How would you like to give that message to a group of people? Can you imagine that? I, I, I would imagine that maybe Jonah said this a lot of times. Uh, don't shoot me, I'm just the messenger. And, and you can just think about, I, I guess if he just got spit up on land from a fish, he'd probably smell like fish. That's a hard smell to get off of you. But he was engulfed in fish for three days. He had marinated. And, and on top of that, were there some acids in that fish's stomach that maybe gave him a, a different appearance? But here he is, in 40 days, <laughs> this place is going to be destroyed. Tough luck. That's a tough message, isn't it? Don't shoot me, I'm only the messenger, is what he's saying. And then, the, and then it says, the people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. And when the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from the throne and took off his royal robes. And, uh, and, and then when God saw, in verse 10, when God saw what they had done and how they had to put a, and how they put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction that he had threatened. We started out with a guy that got a hard thing to do, and, and then we, we saw that, 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 you know, you can have God bless your obedience or judge your disobedience. We know that God, when he judges us, wants to pull us back. We know that we can't resist God. And now at this point, what happens? He doesn't resist God and he obeys. Let me tell you about obedience. It's a game changer. Obedience releases the power of God in our lives and in other people's lives. Obedience, folks, obedience when you and I obey releases the power of God releases the blessing of God into our lives and then what that happens then it also flows into other people's lives this is an amazing thing when you and I would begin to do what God asks us to do I, I, I think I could say to I think I could safely say that, that every person in this room would like to see our nation be on a different path can I tell you what can make that happen? People obeying God and releasing the power of God in our country. I believe that it would change. Some of you right now are, are in family situations that, that aren't great. And can I tell you what could happen? If the obedience of God were to begin to happen, the blessing of God could begin to happen. The power of God could be released there. I have watched, and I will just tell you, I have watched families that have feuded for a long time come together. Why? Because they began to obey what Jesus said. I have watched, we had a group of men that attended the church in Milledgeville, and they were coming from a place where they were being treated for substance abuse. I have watched men that instead 
stepped down into the waters of baptism and, and they have come out and they have been able to conquer their addiction. Why? Because when you're obedient, when you're obedient, it releases God's power into your life. And it changes things. It is an absolute game changer. I have watched, I've watched couples who have suffered with, with, with finances, with, with the, the debt that Taylor talked about just a, a little while ago, with that debt in their life, and then when they began to do what God says and they gave money to the church, they gave a tenth, and they began to let God uh, order their money. Can I tell you what happened? They began to find out they did have enough money, and they didn't have to live in debt. You see, it's a matter of when you and I obey, the power and blessing of God comes into our lives. This is so important. Sometimes God asks us to do hard things. For that alcoholic guy in, in that group, God asked him to give up alcohol, and he was able to do it. For that family that, that was struggling with money, when they obeyed God and gave, God was able to bless them. I just want you to know that obedience is a game changer. Can you say that with me again? Obedience is a game changer. My wife, I almost said daughter, okay? My, my wife, uh, she's young, okay? Six months younger than I am, okay? I didn't rob the cradle. But my wife used to teach three-year-olds, okay? And, and, and she, she taught three-year-olds. And, and they came to this point in the class where... where Kathy said to him, well, you, you need to start obeying now. And one of the young girls, three years old, said, I, I'm through obeying now. <laughs> mm. That's not the way we do it. We can't ever say that to God, because at that point, we get the judgment, not the blessing. We get the judgment, not the blessing. There's an old song. Uh, some of you all that have gray hair like I do, you, you, you might remember. It's a song, and, and it's actually the title of the, the, the sermon day. Trust and obey. Okay? Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And that's the message of Jonah, I would tell you. It's simply to trust God when he asks you to do something hard and obey him. Trust that, 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 that the one who calls you is faithful and that he will do it. And so I'm going to be obedient and do what he asks. So I, I want to bring this to a, a, um, to a place where you can apply what I've talked about today. Um, so that you can take it home and begin to look at it. This is what I'd ask every single one of you to do today. Is to look for that place in your life right now. The most prominent place in your life where maybe there's some disobedience happening, okay? It could be disobedience by not doing what God is asking you to do, or it could be uh, 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 just omitting something in your life. Uh, it, it, could be, it could be even very brazen disobedience where you just said, God, I don't care what you say, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm just going to ask you to look for one place, okay? And, and when you figure that out, this is what I want you to do is to begin to work on being obedient to God. I want you to begin to work from stepping from the judgment of disobedience into the blessing of obeying. I, I want you to stop resisting over here, uh, God, because you're not going to win. It, it's going to wear you out. And one day you will bow the knee in that area. And, 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 and I would just say to you that if you will do that, you will release the power of God into your life. 
I know some of y'all in here are saying, <laughs> you're asking me to do a hard thing. No, God is. And if he's asked you to do that, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. One thing, one thing, and God will bless and release his power into your life and to those around you. It's that simple. The, the mess, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I struggle with what I would pull out of Jonah. And I told Pastor Stephen, I've been reading Jonah uh, 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 back as I read reading through the Bible. And this message just jumped all over me of obedience. Because so many times we disobey. So many times we don't really hear what God has to say. So I'm asking you to take one, and when you finish that one, move on to the next one. Because if you're like me, you have multiple areas where you could probably use a little work. Anybody with me there? Okay, I'm, I'm here with a bunch of sinners. Pastor Stephen isn't doing a very good job, that's all. No. <laughs> so that, that's all I'm asking this morning, is today, take five, ten minutes, do a quick inventory, find that one thing and then begin to work to obey God and release His power in your life. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Father, we thank You for the story of Jonah. It's a little bit hard to believe. It's a, it's a fish story that's a, difficult to understand sometimes. But Father, I just pray for every single one of us, because we all have areas of disobedience, that we'll move to a place of obedience, that we'll stop resisting. That, Father, we will be sensitive to what your Holy Spirit says to us when he convicts us of sin, and then we will hear your voice. Father, I, I am so thankful for this church being a light in this community. Father, I'm so thankful for Pastor Stephen, and I just pray a blessing over Islands Christian Church. That, Father, through obedience, their light will shine brighter that through obedience they will step into a place where your power is flowing through them to do greater things than they ever imagined here. Father, I pray that, that, that what, was, what would happen would be that people would see that you are a God that blesses. You are a God that wants to help us through this church. I pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>